Welcome to this episode of the Mice and Beat podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about the different types of training contract with Holly Minnie, who's the training principal at Mice and Peak, and Emma Boy Smith, who's a current trainee. What are the two option, options towards qualifications that the MP are looking at? At the moment, we're in a bit of a transition period as we still have candidates applying to us um, who have done their LPC and are seeking what we'd call the old traditional training contract. We also have applicants coming to us who are looking to do the SQE route and at the moment we are also offering candidates a potential solicitor graduate apprenticeship. So we are quite open in regard to the options that are available to candidates who are coming to us for qualification and we are happy to take on candidates down any of sort of at the moment through any of these routes. Emma, please can you explain more about the training contract? So if you've undertaken the legal practice course, you must complete a training contract in order to qualify as a solicitor. The training contract is vital because it forms part of your practical training. Uh, the training contract, um, a traditional one as well as one by and Peak, takes two years to complete and during your period as a trainee solicitor you'll spend six months in four different departments at Bullis and Peak. Those departments will include contentious and non-contentious seats to enable you to have good exposure to different areas of law and it also gives you the opportunity to gain various skills and knowledge that will help you to become a well-rounded lawyer. My personal training seats with Mullison Peak are family, dispute resolution, commercial property and wills and probate. Also alongside the training contracts, you'll uh, complete the practical, or excuse me, the professional skills course with a leading university, which will include four electives, a financial exam, a practical advocacy assessment and a client care workshop. So the course and the training contract of Mullison Peak will tie in together your training of fundamental skills that are required by the SRA so that you'll, um, you'll become a well-rounded lawyer for when you uh, eventually qualify. On the um, With SQE candidates, it's a similar process in regard to how we would train you internally, as in we would have you, if you're doing your full sort of work experience uh, process with us, we'd move you around four seats in the same way we remove our current trainees around four seats. It's the obviously exam side of it is slightly different under the SQE route compared to the um, existing sort of training contract route but um, we would propose the plan is that you'd still move seats in the same way as a current trainee does. Ollie what can you tell me about the solicitor graduate apprenticeship? So this is quite new um, for us and it's something that we are looking to offer candidates um, to give them a different option. You in order to go on to the apprenticeship, you have to have obtained a, a degree, a, a law degree. Um, you will then go on to the apprenticeship pro pro program with us. You will basically work four days um, with us. During those four days' work, you basically gain your qualified work experience. You have a day's leave whereby you will attend um, a university that um, we will link with who will basically provide you with the sort of training that you formerly would have got doing your sort of LPC um, and PSC route. The um, training that you do with them and the process with them also includes you doing your SQE exams. We've been really interested in, and looking at this as an alternative route as um, the apprenticeship route is entitled to apprenticeship levies so 
it's a lot more cost effective route for um, candidates to undertake rather than them having to pay the fees to go through the SQE processes so it's we haven't actually got anyone on the process yet. Um, we've got candidates applying at the moment for that route and it's something hopefully we're looking to um, take someone on potentially as an apprentice in the, um, in the near future. How will trainees and apprentices be supervised and what will they be getting involved in? So trainees and apprentices um, involved in contentious seats, they may be expected to assist with preparation for court hearings. That may include briefing counsel, preparing court bundles, preparing applications, attending hearings and where possible uh, conducting their own advocacy by representing uh, clients at court. Outside of the court proceedings in contentious seats, trainees and uh, apprentices may be required to prepare various documents such as taking um, such as agreements or orders, they may be expected to take instructions from clients, meet with clients, prepare advice and in some cases may be able to run their own files under supervision. In non-contentious seats, trainees and apprentices may be expected to assist with drafting of legal documents, taking instructions, again advice and assisting in deals and transactions and there may be an element of potential negotiation in a non-contentious seat. Um, in regards to supervision, um, I am the trainee principal, so I am the person that basically provides the overall supervision to the trainees. Um, in each of the seats that they work uh, within, there is generally um, a senior member of that team who the trainees are appointed to basically work under and they will be their direct supervisor within that team. So they will report to them on all the work that they do and uh, they're the person they go to for general questions within the area of law that they're working in. Um, myself and the trainees generally meet up once a month to have a review of how their work's going and what they're doing and it gives them a chance to have a chat with me about if they've got any issues within the department that they're working in or anything like that. We also have a process whereby we do a sort of six monthly review so it's more of an informal review process so we can have a look at the work that they're doing ensuring that they're basically ticking all the boxes of what they need to do to comply with the SRA requirements. Holly, can you explain some more about the application process for this? So we um, have the application process on our website. There is uh, an application form on our website that needs to be completed to enable um, candidates to apply for the different roles. Um, the website sets out the dates under which we will be reviewing those applications and what dates we're looking for the candidates to start. At the moment, we currently have... Um, two trainees with uh, working at the moment. Our plan is within the next few years that we will constantly have a rotation of four trainees. So at the moment we're looking to recruit around every six months um, to have new trainees come in through our system. Um, so the best place to get the information on the application process is from our, for, from our website. It's all set out quite clearly on there. But if you have any questions, then you can contact me by email or telephone and my details are available on our website as well. Are there any hints and tips you could give a potential applicant about filling in the application? So I would say uh, don't be afraid to let your personality shine through your application. The firm wants to hear about what you find interesting and what makes you stand out from other candidates, not just what um, you, you feel that uh, the law school may have advised you to say. Don't be afraid to be yourself. 
We um, go through a process of obviously reviewing the application forms when we receive them and then inviting candidates to interview. And we will quite often interview, say, five or six people on one day. Um, generally, the people that get through the application process and get invited to interview all have sort of similar um, sort of qualifications and um, they you've all done obviously done got a good degree result and done well on your LPC it was ultimately you probably wouldn't have got invited to interview if you hadn't however when we are interview um, we'll go through sort of the similar standard questions as such with candidates and we generally do find we get very similar answers I know from experience it's what you're told to say however it is nice for us to get to know people we are a smallish firm we don't uh, trainees will work very closely with the people that they are placed in teams with therefore we are looking for people who we think are going to fit in with us and work in a way how we want them to work so it's great for us to get to know you a little bit in the interview get to see a bit of your personality um, so don't feel like you have to just stay within the tick box of answering the questions exactly how you've been told to answer them when you get to the fourth interview of the day and you've heard the same reply to the same questions it's nice to hear something a bit different about someone and that will make you more memorable to us rather than you just giving us the same answer as everyone else thank you both for answering our questions on the different types of training contracts as always if you found this episode helpful more information and videos is available on our website or contact us today on 01708 78 4000